coming up. Uh, today, we're really excited. One of the things that Kimmy and I wanted to do is start uh, kind of a monthly Q&A. We have topics that we're excited about. We have speakers that we're excited about. But we're also really excited about you guys, our listeners. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to answer your questions. Uh, we know that this world can be a little bit confusing. And we know once you go down a rabbit hole, sometimes you don't even know what to do with yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so... When Kimmy and I got together, when we got to hang out in person recently, you guys, it was amazing. Uh, but we had talked about some of the ways that we really want to serve you and help um, our listeners. So we have decided to start doing that monthly Q and A. Uh, we've combined our names to uh, Mimi, dear uh, dear Mimi, and uh, <laughs> and we are excited. So. We have a special offer for our Munch Bunch listeners. To book a virtual consult with Megan, she's offering a discount of $25 off. Just email her, Megan, at nwmyofunctionaltherapy.com or through her website, www.orofacial-myology.com. To book a virtual consult with Kimmy for the $25 off, email her, mouthmusclememory@outlook.com or through the website, www.mouthmusclememory.com. Now on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Munch Bunch podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Megan Van Noy, myofunctional therapist with my favorite co-host and my only co-host that I would ever want, uh, Kimi Nishimoto, also myofunctional therapist. And uh, this is the, the Munch Bunch, you guys. And we're so excited to be here today. And um this is our first episode into the holiday season, and I am very into wearing holiday sweaters. So starting out with my most subtle sweater, if you're not watching, you can, you know, go on and see my little joy sweater and they will get more ridiculous as we get closer. And yes, I am buying matching sweatshirts for Isabel because I <laughs> cannot help myself. So uh, today we're really excited. One of the things that Kimmy and I wanted to do is start uh, kind of a monthly Q&A. We have topics that we're excited about. We have speakers that we're excited about, but we're also really excited about you guys, our listeners, and we want to be able to answer your questions. Uh, we know that this world can be a little bit confusing, and we know once you go down a rabbit hole, sometimes you don't even know what to do with yourself. <laughs> and so... When Kimmy and I got together, when we got to hang out in person recently, you guys, it was amazing. Uh, but we had talked about some of the ways that we really want to serve you and help um, our listeners. So we have decided to start doing that monthly Q&A. Uh, we've combined our names to uh, Mimi, dear, uh, dear Mimi. And... Uh, <laughs> And we are excited. So one of the fun things that we also wanted to do, um, if you guys saw it on Instagram, uh, I sent Kimmy these affirmator cards. Um, I've had them for a couple of years and I didn't realize I had never sent them to her. So we have our daily affirmators and we just want to start you guys off, especially because it's Munchy Monday for our Monday munchers and uh, give you guys a little encouragement to get into your week. So Kimmy, pull the card. Okay. Monday munchies. Okay, here we go. This one is called affection. Oh. There is like what I assume is an octopus hugging a squid. 
and it says, I feel my love fully and express it generously. There's no harm in saying I love you and nothing bad has ever come from a hug. That's a matter of historical record. Go check on it if you'd like. In the meantime, I'll be here with open arms. See where I'm going with this? <laughs> I love that. So you guys' assignment for the week is to find somebody that you can show affection to. And uh, tell us on social media, how did you how did you use our affirmator for this uh, for this episode? So actually, Megan, I saw something on this like um, page I follow about child psychology and they were talking about how if you hug someone for 20 seconds or longer, your mm-hmm. body will downregulate and relax and calm down and you have um, I think it's oxytocin release. Mm, yeah so go go give some people some good hormones some good uh some good release this week especially i mean we're going into the holiday season so uh people need a little extra love that is for (laughs) sure (laughs) us included if you if you're local and you see me on the street like feel free to give me a hug if you need to (laughs) all right perfect so Kimmy, who sent us our first Q&A? Okay. This is from Nikki, and she's from Melbourne, Australia. She called us Dear Megan and Kimmy, but I think she meant to say Dear Mimi. (laughs) She did. I don't know if we let her know yet. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Please refer to us as our proper name, Mimi. (laughs) We have become one human. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to read her question. All right, so dear Mimi, my name is Nikki. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist and have only recently discovered the world of airway health and myofunctional therapy. I am interested in hearing ways of asking how you would approach having the initial conversation of introducing airway health and breathing disorders to parents who I have already been working with their children for around 12 months. So um, let's pin that and then let's add on a little bit more. There's a little qualifier here. In this time, we have been focusing on other areas, including emotional regulation, attention and concentration, functional daily tasks, and social skills. Up until I have these conversations with them, they have only ever discussed diagnosis and medications with other health professionals and have not looked at the broader functioning of the body. For example, ADD, ASD, depression, anxiety, cerebral palsy, et cetera. So let's take that initial question and uh, we'll then move on to the next one. So basically she wants to know like they've been working together for around 12 months, but it's never Uh come up. But also her eyes have just recently been open to this. So like, how could she bridge the gap or how would you Megan bridge Uh that gap if you were her? Yeah. And I think one of the really important keys in this question too, is how can I gently introduce this topic without creating overwhelm? And I will tell you that I don't care what your occupation is that you have recently found about myofunctional therapy. I get these questions from dentists. I get these questions from speech therapists. I get these questions from dental hygienists who have just learned about this. I get, you know, and occupational therapists. So 
You are absolutely not alone. And I would be lying if I said I didn't ask this question back in the day, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's, that is one of the biggest things that I think comes with being a professional, but also being human. So when you, Kimmy, when you were in dental hygiene school, did you even know what number each tooth was? Yes, but I had gone to dental assisting school. <laughs> All right. Before dental assisting school. Like, no. <laughs> I had no idea that teeth had numbers, right? Going into hygiene school, little fresh-faced 20-year-old about to like scrape people's teeth for a living, right? Like that's what I thought it was. Like I just thought you clean people's teeth and like, cool, we're on our way, right? Fast forward to being in dental hygiene school. Um, and I didn't learn a single thing about tongue ties or myofunctional therapy or anything about that, right? But I learned how to administer anesthetic and nitrous, and I learned how to properly scale a tooth and take x-rays and diagnose periodontal disease and how to educate patients within that, right? And I come popping out of dental hygiene school, all pumped to like start my dental hygiene career. And the very first doctor I worked with was like, well, have you ever heard about where your tongue should be in your mouth? And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and he was like, well, did you know your tongue's supposed to be in the roof of your mouth? If you were to say the letter N, I'm like, yeah, my tongue has never met the roof of my mouth. They mm -hmm. don't even know each other. They're strangers. <laughs> right. And so that was new for me. Like I just graduated hygiene school. Like I had like the most education on this that I ever had. And we still didn't talk about that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I were to come out of hygiene school and say, okay, well, I already learned everything there is to know. Like, I don't need to learn anything else. So I don't know this tongue thing. Right then I would never be where I am today. And so I think it's really reasonable to let patients know, let parents know, hey, I've been doing some continuing education this year. I've learned these new things. Let's talk about how they may relate to what's going on with your kiddo. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, if you've been working with them for a while, you could say something like, hey, how do they sleep at night? Like, do they move a lot? Are they like light sleepers? Do they grind their teeth? Are they snoring? And then kind of start to whittle down and, mm -hmm. and think about like, okay, well, how often do you see their mouth open or their lips parted? Cause path of least resistance. If your mouth is open, you're going to breathe out of it. It's just way mm -hmm. easier. So that would be like, something that you could bring their attention to, even if you don't want to overwhelm them in the beginning, just even bringing attention to the parents of like encouraging nasal breathing, or if they're experiencing a lot of those like childhood sleep apnea sort of things like teeth grinding, bedwetting, snoring, gasping, or labored breathing, maybe like encouraging them to either do some nasal hygiene to kind of clear the congestion out, or if they've already tried that, nothing's working, have an ENT consult to check the tonsils and adenoids. Cause maybe that's part of the reason why they can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And I think it's totally reasonable to say, Hey, you know, we've tried, we've tried all of these things and we're seeing great progress. Now we're peeling back another layer of the onion. Now, you know, now we're ready to kind of take on the next steps. I've been specializing more. I've been learning more about this space and how it can relate to what we're already doing. And like, I'd love to try some of these new things that, you know, we're learning 
that there's research out on because what we're either what we're doing is you know we've great created a great foundation we don't we don't necessarily want to say like what we're doing is not working but we've created a great foundation now let's take things to the next level let's look at these things as well and I think that can kind of help with that overwhelm um, I think even if like Kimmy was saying pick out one thing you don't have to you know you don't have to be like well, and then let's look for a tongue tie and then let's look for this and then let's look for that. And then, and then let's try this thing. Let's try that thing. Like pick, pick the one thing that is the biggest concern in that moment, right? Like mm -hmm. if I'm going to put my dental hygiene lenses back on for a second, patients comes in my chair, they're clearly mouth breathing. They clearly clench and grind their, you know, throat's been hurting. They have terrible allergies, right? They actually went through my entire list and they're every single one, right? But my patient's complaining about their dry mouth. So I'm going to talk to them about how mouth breathing creates dry mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily going to talk to them about their clenching and grinding or their like, you know, anything else. I'm going to focus on what their main concern is. And then as we go through, as we evaluate, we kind of bring the rest of those things back in piece at a time. But what does the patient want? What is their main sticking point? What is their main concern? Let's focus on that. And we'll bring everything else in as we go through treatment. But what do they care about more than anything? And really meet them where they're at there. Mm -hmm. I think that starting with mouth breathing is for almost everyone really huge. Because whether mm -hmm. we realize it or not, most of us mouth breathe a lot. Mm -hmm. Even if we think we're nasal breathers, if you catch yourself, your mouth is open quite a lot unless you've like brought attention to it so mm -hmm. clearing out congestion nasal hygiene working on mouth breathing is a great great first step and then um this occupational ther therapist was talking about emotional regulation you could also talk about doing breathing exercises to mm -hmm. help with down regulating the nervous system and doing some vagus nerve sort of exercises like Breathing exercises, breath holds, slower, longer diaphragmatic breathing can also be really helpful for that. So maybe that's something that you could bring into your practice um, with that kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want to introduce this spot for TOTS course, a parent's guide for toddlers ages two to five for Mini Mayo. We have Megan and Kimmy going over nasal hygiene, myofunctional exercises, breathing exercises, tongue tie healing protocols, and then we have Jenny June going over sleep hygiene and Kelsey Baker going over feeding therapy and body work. Uh, the course is $2.97 and the link will be in the description. Absolutely. And I think that kind of brings us into that, this next question. So question two, any tips on how you would introduce the importance of the tongue mouth breathing to a child with the aim of helping them to understand the why behind the breathing and the mouth exercises will be during during play helping to make it cool interesting and fun so they'll be more inclined to do it with their family on a daily basis any examples of how you'd pitch this to a five-year-old versus a nine to ten year old mm, keeping it like fun and silly with the little ones and with the older ones, usually you can be like a little bit more real with them. Mm -hmm. But for the little ones, uh, 
you could have them. I, I, what I do is I have them bite down. Show me your teeth. And mm-hmm. sing N or I'll have them um, lips together and then sing M with an M. Mm. you know those are or things so like where's your tongue go and mm-hmm. where's your lips go mm. right. things like that um that's good for the little ones or like you know when they are brushing their teeth they can brush their tongue and then they can brush the roof of their mouth and then that i teach the parents like that teach teaches the kid that their tongue and the roof are best friends and they just got introduced. So they want to be together, but they didn't know that before. They're just new friends. <laughs> That's cute. I also like to like, like if it's a kiddo, I like to, we talk about turning their tongue into a car and I let them pick what kind of car they want to be. Mm-hmm. We've had garbage trucks. We've had race cars. We've had monster trucks. Um, and the roof of the mouth is the garage and their job is to make sure their car gets parked into the garage. So Um, you know, some of it's verbiage, but honestly, as far as like tips about introducing the importance of these things, I think it goes back to kind of just describing what normal function is and what it should look like. And then the exercises are just a way to get us there. So we always talk about kind of the four main goals of, um, of normal function, uh, should be breathing through the nose, lips sealed together without tension anywhere tongue fully up into the roof of the mouth and then that correct chewing and swallowing. If we can do those things 95 to 100% of the time, then there is no dysfunction. And we are able to create that optimal function, normal function, whatever way you want to verbiage it. And once we do those things, and once our body's used to those things, it wants to continue doing that because it doesn't want to have to work so hard to not function correctly, right? Like right now we're overdoing it. We're doing too much. And then the goal is really to meet that function. So like for my patients, I talk about, you know, breathing through the nose, our body absorbs like 18% more oxygen, right? Um, Breathing through the nose, it filters out all of the allergens and it can take only a few minutes to get the allergens out where if we breathe through the mouth, we miss all of those um, filters and it can take days. And so kind of just bringing again bringing it back to the whys um, and then say you know we're going to learn these things through play we're going to have a great time um, but you don't need to give them everything in the kitchen sink I think being able to talk about root cause and what we're working towards and showing them as you go can help the family really be on board mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about this when you were talking about ways to help the kid understand the difference between the nose versus the mouth is like, Mm -hmm. um, especially during COVID, most kids understood that you wear a mask. So then you breathe cleaner air so you don't get so many germs. Mm -hmm. So I told them that when you breathe through your nose, it's kind of like when you wear a mask, you breathe in cleaner air, it's not as dirty, but if you breathe through your mouth, you get more germs in there. So Mm -hmm. that's another way to um, help them understand because I feel like that makes sense in their little brains. Um, Also, I think it was Chrysalis Orofacial. Shout out to Autumn. (laughs) (laughs) She posted this cute reel the other day that was like, uh, I think it was like tongue in the garage and then close the garage door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. park 
park the tongue on the garage and then close the garage door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've been, I've been using the car thing since the beginning of my therapy days too. I tell adults that too. And I say, and I tell them, you know, I say this to kids, but if this helps you (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they think it's cute and then they always remember it too. So um, yeah, again, I think it's hard when you learn so much not to go down a rabbit hole and word vomit everywhere. Like we've all done it. We've all been through it. We've all, but it's easy. If you think about, if you were the patient, what would you want to be told? If you were the patient, how would you want to work these things into your everyday life? If you were the family and we're trying not to like add even more to your plates. Okay. Well, how could we work this into your day to day? And I think that's really an important way to look at things is, okay, well, if you were the patient, what would need to happen? How would you respond? What would you respond to? How could you convince you to do any of these things? Mm -hmm. And I think that's how you can also come off like as yourself and just Mm -hmm. kind of that off, you know, being authentic. Like Kimmy and I are both very well-seasoned myofunctional therapists and, you know, and we really respect each other and how each other treats patients. And at our core, we had a lot of the same training, um, but there's some things that we do a little bit different in how we do it. And like, that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we each have our different styles. We each have patients who we adore and love and who feel the same way. Um, and I just, I think, you know, this little old corny adage, but treat people like you want to be treated. Um, so how would you want this information presented to you? What mm-hmm. would you want to know? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point because sometimes it's like a lot. <laughs> it's a like, lot. okay, I've got a tongue tie and I, I need to have surgery, but I have to do what first. And then like, do I do expansion first or like, you know, it's just, it's a lot. So I think mm-hmm. bite-sized pieces. And if they come back and the parents are like, dude, my kid cannot stop mouth breathing. Like we're doing all the things we're mm-hmm. keeping the nose super clean. We're dealing with allergies. It's just not working. Those are the times when you can say like, okay, well there is people that specialize in how to help your kid do this. It's called a myofunctional therapist or, um, you know, in some cases if there's obstructions like tonsils and adenoid enlargement, it's really hard to nasal breathe your way out of an enlarged adenoid. Sometimes mm-hmm. it happens, but a lot of times that's where the ENT can be helpful because mm-hmm. it's physically narrowing that airway. So that would be my advice on that one. Yeah. Any other things before we go to number three? No, I think that's, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good start. You know, Nikki, if you want yeah. more, you <laughs> tell us. Yep. Message us again. <laughs> Mimi part two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question number three, any tips on how you could introduce the topic of airway health to other colleagues and health professionals in a non, Hey, I'm down the rabbit hole. Come join me kind of way in the hopes of encouraging them to open up curiosity to the area, learn about it, to even just screen their own patients and clients. Even if to say I was screening you know, or give a referral pack with some suggested resources if they want to learn more? Mm. I think um, what helped me in my beginning journey in this, when I was very much alone, I had zero support from my dental office, um, 0% from uh, support from corporate. So I was like the lead hygienist of an office, like worked in corporate dental 
um, I had a gag order on me that like I couldn't tell people about their sleep apnea and I did it anyway. And I got fired from my office for um, learning about this stuff and starting my own business because the dentist told me I shouldn't be allowed to run my own business. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we we get it. <laughs> we get it. Also, like this was back in 2015, 16. Um, yeah. And my response was, well, the fact that I'm a human is allows me to run my own business. But different story, different day, different like not coffee, glass of wine conversation. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I think that it's important to start with people who are kind of already in your corner. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Cause you can't, it's like when you talk to someone who is a different political view than you, you're never going to convince them of your view until they want to change that or unless they have that interest, right? So mm -hmm. it's very similar in professional where like you want to find people that are already kind of have that interest. So mm -hmm. I think it really, really helped me when I felt very alone was to find online groups Mm -hmm. Facebook groups, um, things like airway circle is really helpful mm -hmm. right now or other sort of, um, professional yeah. training groups, finding people on Instagram and talk about the same things you do, mm -hmm. um, look for, you know, people who potentially are in the same space you know, pediatric occupational therapists who also, you know, treat these, these types of things, you know, find out who they know, um, and you can always reach out to other professionals and send them reports, like just start sending those people reports, say, Hey, here's the things that we're looking at. Here's the things that we're learning, you know, and bring up with these oral myofunctional disorders. And if they want to learn more, they may say, Hey, what is this stuff? Can you tell me more? Um, I think that's a great way to do it is, you know, I think sending reports, it's a great way to, you know, call these offices and say, Hey, are these things that you guys screen for? Um, you know, and you don't have to say, well, you should be screening for them, but just say, Hey, you know, I'm a, you know, in this, in this case, I'm a pediatric occupational therapist. Um, you know, here's the things that I specialize in. Do you, does your office screen for sleep breathing disorders? Does your office screen for allergies? Does your office screen for tongue ties? Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I'd love to, if yes, I'd love to chat with you more to see how we can collaborate if not, and you're interested in learning more about those things and how you could possibly screen for them, then let's set up a lunch or a dinner or mm -hmm. let's set up a Zoom meeting. And I think that's a really kind of non-confrontational way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know that for me, Instagram has been a huge godsend and mm -hmm. a lot of people send me private messages on on Instagram that's like, oh, I love your page. It's so helpful. Like now I'm getting help for my kids. Like, thank you so much. And that was kind of like the initial like idea behind it. It was I was just feeling like frustrated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I know this is important and I'm not feeling like that support in the dental community. So I'm just going to go and do it myself, you know? Okay. And same thing with like how we started the podcast, Meg. We're like, yeah. dude, let's let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I know. We 
this is the one of my most favorite things I've ever done in my life. So, um, you know, I, and I do, I think, I think it's hard to get started. And so finding other people, even if they're in other corners of the world, um, you know, that's what, so that is one of the positives about social media. Um, and, you know, kind of find those people, create that, you know, create that community amongst there. And you may never know, like, oh, gosh, I just realized that, you know, so-and-so's in, you know, Melbourne, Australia, too, or mm-hmm. at least driving distance. I, my Australian um, geography is not that Oof, great, so I, uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, like, a neighboring city. Um, <laughs> but you get you get what I'm saying, right? Like, But and, they and usually like, know someone that yeah. knows someone in your yeah. area. So I feel like that's really helpful, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, we just had an episode. So in this case, right. Like we just had an episode with Claire Joyce, who is also a pediatric occupational therapist in Australia. I don't think it was Sydney. in Sydney. Right. So I don't know how close Sydney and Melbourne are. We could look that up, but you know, but she's at least on your continent in your country. Right. And so, <laughs> and she's just a delight, you know, so, you know, reaching out to her on Instagram, say, Hey, I'm over here. Like, even we can be zoom friends, right? Like mm-hmm. Kimmy and I have now met in person three times mm-hmm. and she is one of my most favorite people and friends in the entire world. <laughs> so like, even though I want her to like live in my upstairs, um, while before they like leave for their next trip, um, you know, like you can still create community, like communities mm-hmm. and friendships and referral relationships, even if you're not in person. And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of the online world. Uh, we don't have to get into the the negatives of <laughs> uh, the opposites of, you know, what social media also brings. But I do think that you can create connection that way. And then mm-hmm. you would be surprised to see like, oh, so-and-so popped up. I had no idea that they were in this area. I had no idea they were doing it too. Oh, I just had another idea for Nikki. So in Australia, you have Myo and mm-hmm. they are amazing and they have a lot of education. Um, they go to a lot of conferences, um, but most importantly, they have really affordable habit appliances. I actually have mine here. Megan and I are actually Myo Munchie educators, so we love Myo Munchie. Mm-hmm. This is the adult size. It's got these like little I got mine too. silicone spindles. She's got the old one. I got the new one as a handle so this teaches nasal breathing and proper chewing where you're chewing on both sides 50 50 at the same time so these run around 70 dollars retail so that's like a relatively affordable option and is that the baby is he's baby one too baby (laughs) (laughs) but what a munchie looks like in real life is like this and we can do a whole episode on munchie sometimes we'll get mary on Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine. So even if say like they're don't have a ton of money or they don't have a lot of extra energy to divert into starting a myofunctional program or whatnot, this is a very good intro sort of thing that anyone mm-hmm. can do. Anyone can buy it. 
If you buy it as a professional, it's a little bit easier, but um, anyone can buy them online because it's a habit appliance. It has a tongue attractor, so your tongue wants to go up to the spot more. You can practice swallowing um, to build the deeper tongue muscles. So myomunchi is like another really easy thing that you mm -hmm. can incorporate into your therapy. So maybe they do their munchie as they do some of their other occupational activities. It's totally an mm -hmm. option. Yeah. Yeah. And with munchie being Australia based, you know, you can also connect with them again, close to the same time zones. Um, they're local to Australia. They've got a lot of great resources. They would also know who to connect with. Um, so some of it is, you know, we also spend a lot of time Googling, Googling airway orthodontists, Googling tongue tie release providers, Googling all the different like um, appliance therapies that are out there and seeing who are in our area. And I call them, I make them baskets of treats and I've got my brochures and I've got this, that, and the other. And I like go to their office and we drop them off and we offer to come do a lunch and learn. And we offer to meet with the doctor, you know, we go to brunch with so-and-so we go to dinner with this person um, to create that community. And, you know, sometimes you get told no, and that's okay. It's not personal against you. Um, but then sometimes you get told yes, and you create these great referral sources and that's, mm -hmm. you know, and you create these study clubs and all these like functional nerds get together and like, we have a great time, right? Like, mm -hmm. so it's, baby steps. And I think it's actually starting with people who already do kind of know more. Um, it's our job to educate. Um, but it is also other people's choices to take things on. Gosh, what's that quote? It's like, you know, after like, if after five years of like, after you finish like medical school or whatever, five years later, like that information's outdated. What is that quote? We can find it. But like the idea is that like, there's always constant research coming out. There's always things happening. Things are always changing. It's okay to say, Hey, this has been brought up in my like continuing education. I'm always learning more. I never want to be stuck in my ways. I never want to um, dismiss new ideas or new things because like, otherwise we'd be still using cocaine as an anesthetic to pull teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, here we are, right? <laughs> we don't we don't do that anymore because people, you know, more things came out, more research came out, right? <laughs> like think about some of those old things. Like if we were still like sticking to some of that, like where would we be? So it's okay to say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm learning new stuff. Hey, I'm bringing new things into my practice that I have found effective. Hey, like I took this great course. I like my education eyes are open to more things. Like, let's, let's look at things through a different lens. Mm -hmm. Let's try new things. Like nothing you're going to do is going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good point, especially when you're collaborating and it's like, can be frustrating when you feel on that Island by yourself. Mm -hmm. But when you start to find like your people, like you are the thing that someone's waiting for. And I think that's like, what's so special about this life is like, you are literally the answer to someone's like hopes or their questions. Like you, your specific set of knowledge and skills is what someone is looking for. Absolutely. Write that on a sticky note, put it on your computer, put it on your wall, put it on your vision board, make it your phone background. Like that is 
so true. Like Mm -hmm. there's something that's so uniquely you and why somebody wants to come to you, why they trust you, why you have built that and use that. Like there's, you have a specific skill set that is yours. Yes. And then Nikki says at the end, um, thank you so much for being open to this and for everything you do to educate and empower others in this space. Hope you're both well. Oh, we are well, mm-hmm. Nikki. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So um, if you guys have any other questions, you know, that was it for Nikki. Um, we want to answer your questions again. Like, obviously, we have topics that we're pumped about, but we want to talk about topics that you're pumped about. So um, reach out to us, you know, on Instagram, email, um, Instagram, the Munch Munch Mayo podcast, Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory, uh, Megan, myself at NWMFT. And we're always happy to to help and to answer. We're never too busy for you guys. You will hear back from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to be able to continue to spread the word and help you and help our patients. So uh, catch us on uh, catch up my next Christmas sweater and also the Munch Munch podcast um, every Monday for Munchy Mondays. Monday Munchies? Munchy Mondays? Both? Either one is fine. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever whatever floats your boat, you guys. We're from Oregon and Colorado, so no judgment over here. Um, But in all seriousness, if you guys have questions, you want to know more, you want to connect with us in our Munchy community, um, we'd love to have you. So give us a like, follow, describe, share, everything on social media that helps us spread the word. And uh, we will catch you at our next uh, Munchie Monday. Monday. Bye. Bye.